welcome to The Atypical Leader with Rick Brennan, where we talk about harnessing what makes you unique and maybe even a little odd, while at the same time dismantling the notion that you have to be a certain type of person or act a certain way to be an effective leader. Definitely a leader, not a follower. I like the sound of this. It's time for us atypical leaders to come out of the shadows and learn to be proud and confident in what makes us different. I'm proud of who I am. I'm proud of who I am. Atypical leader starts now. Okay, Judy Petruti. <laughs> what is with this Judy Patootie thing? I don't know what that means, but it sounds kind of goes together, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not the first time I've heard it. Did you have? Nick, okay. Did you? Yeah, yeah. Just hold up here now. I'm on squirrel. Uh, did you yeah. have other nicknames when you were growing up? Uh no. You never had no, a nickname. Really. Oh my god. No, not really. I don't think no. I really did. Well, I kind of little ones, not big ones. No, I was called uh, my my ex ex used to call me Jay. That was about the only nickname I've ever had that, that I know. I'm sure I've been called things behind my back, but yeah, but they're not nicknames. I used to <laughs> be my, I used to have a nickname in junior high, not for very long. They used to call me football. I have no idea why. To this day, I have no idea. I maybe it was the shape of my head or something. I don't know. Football. Football. Oh my god. Okay. I know. I would have never come up with that for you. No, no, but, okay. no. I didn't quite get it. I don't. Maybe something had happened that I don't recall. Whatever you know. Okay, so here we are, Mr. Brennan, another podcast. Another podcast, good. What are we doing today? Well, you know what? Do you like working hard? Uh, if I'm enjoying what I'm doing, I love working hard. Yeah, do you work hard constantly? Yeah, well, yeah, a lot. Okay. A lot. Not after I had Jess. I, you know, I tended not to work as hard when I had Jess, but before Jess, yeah, I worked all the time. Do you consider yourself a workaholic? Back when, yeah. Oh, yeah, really? before I had my yeah, before I had Jess, yeah, oh. yeah, I would be a. So I'm I'm thinking we're talking about workaholics here today. Yeah, I thought we would. I thought we would. Oh, okay, that's a good one. Yeah, I guess you're a reformed workaholic. Would that be fair to say that? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, okay. I've almost gone too far the other way. Have you? Well, I've certainly never been. No, I know. I, I I can't believe that. I can't believe that you never worked late. Well, no, don't get me wrong. I mean. Well, <laughs> maybe out at the bars and shit, you know, that sort of thing. But no, I, I couldn't get it. My brain just wouldn't function like that. It wouldn't, it couldn't hold a thought for that long. All right. All right. Mine yeah. are more spotty, you know, I do this and, you know, my best idea is when I'm mowing the lawn, lying in bed, yeah. doing something else, yeah. you know, those type right. of things. I'm always thinking about stuff, but not under that, okay, get it done. Well, when I had the restaurant, I worked all the time. When I had the catering business, I worked all hours. And then I, when I went into the comedy business, yeah. And then, like I said, until I had Jess, I worked constantly. If I wasn't working, I was thinking about it. Well, that's different thinking about it. That's a whole other kind yeah. of topic. But, you know, I'm right. of the opinion that workaholics are, well, they're wasting their time. They're unproductive. Why should, you, why should it take someone 80 hours to get something done when someone else can do it in 40? I agree. Hundred percent, right? But you know that that wasn't the atmosphere that I was in. Yeah, but you admitted in other podcasts that you also wanted to get that report just right. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're never gonna give me give me up on that, are you? No, no. But I think it's just a good point, Dave. We need to celebrate yeah, these is. things. Yeah. We're always learning here. And, you know, you're yeah. working on that report, you're making it perfect, but you would readily admit it that fucking nobody noticed. Yeah. No. It's just even like when we do scripts, it has to be lined up properly. And I still do that. You know, it drives me, 
drives me crazy, but you'll notice on the last one that we did, the last uh, podcast, I didn't send you back an edited script. I just went with what you put. Well, look at you. I was very, aren't you? You're just very proud blossoming, of myself. Just blossoming. <laughs> Jesus, it's incredible. I'm very proud of myself. <laughs> no, but even the thought of working long hours and being in the office, oh my God, it just... Like it's like sticking those long pins in my eyes. <laughs> needles, oh, needles, needles, long needles. Jesus, I screwed it up. Okay, <laughs> long needles in your. Well, I guess too, Rick. Part of with me though that was the office. Everything I did was was my life. I mean, it was my social life. It was who I was. Well, that's know? interesting I... that you you frame it like that though, because would uh, workaholics say that? Yeah. Well, that's my life. Oh, yeah. I love doing this. I love doing that. Yeah. Well. I don't know, though, though, that those skills line up to make you productive, efficient, give you time to build relationships, have fun, and do all the other things that we know really drive success, drive teamwork, and all that sort of stuff. It might be good for you, and your report might be perfect. With me, you know, going out for the drink and, and, uh, you know, taking time to go have a drink and then coming back and working. You know, a lot of times I work late because I was doing the social thing during work hours. And I came back and I always work better when the office is quiet and there's nobody there. Oh, no, I get that. And I guess yeah. so there's so, two, I, I get a sense there's two sides of your workaholicness. Yeah. Fair yeah, enough. Because is. listen, yeah. who doesn't work hard at times? I'm not saying, yeah. I'm not suggesting that hard work's the enemy. It's taking pride in that I work long, hard hours all the time. But isn't that our society? People love to talk about how busy they are, how hard they work, and they don't have time to do this because they work so hard. I think it you might know? be for our age group, but I can sure tell you my kids don't look at it that way. No? they no. Have, Oh, are you kidding? They want time off. They want to travel. They want to work remote. They want, if I want to work from Costa Rica or Canada or wherever I want to work from, I should be able to do that because my job is to get certain things done for you on my yeah. timeline. And you know what? I kind of agree because it's kind of the same as me. I Like I just saw no value. Well, it's not that I didn't see value in work hard because I worked hard. Listen, you got a project due, you work hard. When you're well, exactly. first in a job, you probably work hard because you don't know shit and you're making up because you don't know shit, so you're working hard. Right. There you're are on times a learning curve. Accountants yeah. at, at, at income tax time are working long hours. If, fuck a fireman when there's a fire, he's going to work long hours. I mean, right. there's common yeah, sense. Yeah, like things. my daughter. My daughter right now, because she's in marketing for and she runs, you know, she's regional manager for like four malls in, in Alberta. She's crazy. She works till 11 o'clock at night right now because it's Christmas time. Of course. You know, yeah. But then when she's not in that, you know, like come January, she's down in Costa Rica with me. But that's, you know, what, but that's the important yeah. part is, is to recognize that. And it's okay. So you're talking about workaholics and, and then there's us, like us newer diverse. And I'm not suggesting that a newer diverse person, well, like yourself, couldn't be a workaholic. But as you strip mm -hmm. it down, you know that right. if I can relax my brain, if I can mm -hmm. take breaks, if I mm -hmm. feel comfortable in my environment, then I become tremendously more productive, more creative, mm -hmm. more successful. And that's the, the saw-off of this, right? Right. Is right. that you've got to find your route where you perform the best. And taking pride in being at the office at midnight, well, that's a fool's Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Well, again, I think I'm kind of a, a unique situation because of the business I was in. You know, all the businesses I was in. 
because I socialized during work and then I had to do the background work maybe after hours. Does that make sense? It does, but it, it flies in the face of you still talking about, I had to get that report perfect and all that sort of stuff. Well, which showed yeah. you back there. So that's maybe why you went back. And I'm just saying yeah, is that, that's because everyone yeah. will have that argument, right? Everyone right, will have yeah. that argument. And listen, is there, you know, I don't think there's a perfect answer to it, but are you no. really evaluating how you perform best? Do you have skills? Because if you're in a company, and I was talking mm -hmm. to uh, my nephew just this morning, he was talking about yeah. how his wife works for a uh, you know, big firm. Well, actually, it's his wife's sister. Works tons and tons and tons of hours. And it's mm -hmm. almost that that culture is about that. Is about well, is she a lawyer? Well, I don't want to get into name. She's a lawyerish yeah. consulting type of firm, right? Okay, yeah. And but there is like, yeah. Then the culture Sorry. is working long hours that makes you a star. Oh, especially if you're in that in that industry, yeah. Well, that's yeah. And what's the logic behind that? That's crazy, right? So the, I think the thing that we need to do in regards to what profession you're in, sufficiencies in your workplace, mm -hmm. and you know we've talked emails. If you spend five hours a day. Reading, responding to, copying, and doing all that with emails, that's five hours out of your day. Easy. When, when someone else could take, like I do, scan them, do my system to my emails, uh, uh -huh. I take a half hour. So now I've already four and a half hours up on you. I try and talk to, now that I know your system, I've been trying to get my daughter to be to you doing that because she gets so many, and she'll have 500 emails in her box. And I go, just go through them, you know? But they're taught not to do that. They're taught to go through each one and answer each one. Well, are they, though? Like, I, I, you know, and I've been around. I've been around. And I don't know if I ever took a course. And everyone said, okay, you've got to read every word. And I think it's an anticipation that we should do that. And in embarrassment if someone asks you a question about an email and you don't know the answer. And, and it's, politeness. It, well, let's call it false politeness. So, well, because but, I once remember we talked, I thought, geez, I, mm -hmm. I can't remember if we talked about it in a podcast or not. But with Danny White, the whole famous Danny White, he did a oh, he yeah. did a thing once on emails in the retail group, trying to understand who you know when we were restructuring, we we're trying to understand our business. Okay, how many emails? Who does emails? Why do you respond to emails? And he came mm -hmm. back and says, Rick, it's crazy how much time gets wasted on. Well, okay, I got to copy everyone. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now I'm getting one. I'm getting copied. I'm really, it's irrelevant to me, but let's copy everyone. And mm -hmm. then now that I've got an email, I feel the need to say thank you or something in response. Response, yeah. And then that person feels the need, oh, thank you for thanking me. And thank you for thanking I'm like, Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? <laughs> so we went back to our group. We created a system saying, okay, listen, no one's saying not to read important emails, but let's face it. You can tell by the heading of an email if it's relevant to you. So mm -hmm. I have an email mm -hmm. about purple dinosaurs. Well, I'm not in the purple dinosaur business. I think I can skip that. Right. Okay. Yeah. And you know what I mean? So it goes through that and get away from this false politeness that causes so much time waste. And anyway, so I that's agree. what we did. And you yeah. but those are the type of things you need to say. So you got to approach it. Knowing, okay. Yeah, sure. I got to get to those 50 emails that matter, those 20 emails that matter, but there's another 450 that frankly are garbage. And let's right. not waste yeah. any time on them. And if I get someone ask me a question, I don't know the answer that I can be very polite and say, sorry, I missed that one. 
Well, I think I think here, you know, what you're saying really is what I'm hearing is like learn how to work smart. Work smart. Don't you think? Stop taking pride and putting in hours. You know what? A lot of time those hours are sucking up to the boss. You know, if that's your... Well, I was the boss, so I don't think I was sucking up to myself. Yeah, but, 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 but you have multiple personalities, so it may have been, you know... Oh, the look. She's on video. The look. Oh, my God. The look. All right. All right. Moving on. Okay. <laughs> but I think we get the point is that you really got to evaluate your time. Use it effectively. Stop holding. Companies need to stop. Because at the end of the day... You think about it, too. If you're working all the time doing tasks, you're not worth spending any time developing relationships or having fun. Right. Which we've right. already established are critical pieces to leadership. Right. And allowing yeah. other people to have fun and, 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 and you know, creating that, that special environment. And when you're doing that and doing analysis, you know, you're certainly not building leadership skills. Now, if you never want to be a leader, you want to be in your cubicle running numbers for the rest of your life. Fill your boots, work all the time. Who cares? But I think you want to spend home, Abby, at home with your family and your kids and all that too, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, once Jess came along, I changed my habits a lot. But, uh, and, you know, it made a big difference because, you know, when we talked to Carlos, right, as you said, we learned that neurological individuals have to have that time to rest our brains. 100%. Right. And I really, I did see a difference when Jess came along and I stopped doing as much as I was doing. I, I started to work smarter. I didn't spend as much time as the office. I still got my social time in. Everything was fine. But I got right. to go home and spend time with my daughter. Right. With your kids. Okay. So let me, let me give a couple examples. So like, you know, I, was, okay. you know, I knew we were going to talk about workaholics and, or even your perspective of working and what, oh, trying to impress people. So mm -hmm. I'm in my career with Shoppers Drug Mart, and I'm up in northern New Brunswick, and we're renovating this store in Dalhousie, New Brunswick, small town in northern New Brunswick. Okay. And it's in the summer, and there's going to be this big annual summer party in Nova Scotia. Every The whole office is going out on a boat cruise and wine and dine, big reception, you know, really key to – and I'm young. I'm, I'm probably, geez, one or two years – in, in the office at that point. So a great opportunity for me. But my thinking at that time was that now I think I'm going to stay up in here, to, up at the Nintendo Housing. I'm going to miss the summer party because it's my, you know, responsibility. I'm going to impress people by showing them how hard I'm working. So hmm. I missed the party and I tell you, they had a ball. And they talked I can't about, imagine you missing a party, sorry. I know, I know, I know. We all make our mistakes. Yeah, But for years, they talked about that cruise, fun they had, the relationships they built. And stupid mm -hmm. me was thinking that I would breath. Nobody fucking noticed that I wasn't there. Nobody cared that I wasn't there. It did zero for me except missing the opportunity to build relationships that may have come in significant in advancing my career. Yeah, that makes sense. I can understand that. So, and then another thing I would think when I think about people, you know, one thing you get in companies are people that try to impress by volunteering for everything, right? Oh, yeah, I'll go on this committee, I'll go on that committee, I'll do this. Oh, you need help over here? Yeah, I'll do that, I'll do that. All with the thought that all of these things will, well, they'll meet people, they'll, people will be impressed with their work ethic and so on and so forth. And I remember one particular guy, McKesson, he was on everything. Good guy, smart guy, volunteering for everything on every committee. But he would never advance through the company. 
Really? Everybody knew him. Everybody liked him. He's a capable guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's a couple things. Is that when you're doing a bunch of other things, it's hard to do your thing. True. It's hard yeah. to, if I fill my 40-day week with 25 hours of other people's shit, that leaves me 15 hours to do mine. So you almost set yourself up for failure, for no advancement. And because right. you start to volunteer, then everybody always looks to you to volunteer. So I've always said you've got to be very careful with that. Sure, you want to be involved in that, but you can't always be your first one to high-performance teams that we've talked about before. You've got a job to do, and I'm going to hold you accountable for that job. Right. First and foremost. First and foremost. You've got to do the job. That's it. Don't tell me, well, I did this at the Christmas party or I did this whatever charity. That's all wonderful, but I pay you to do your job. And that's clear and you're accountable for it. So that doesn't mean you can't spend five hours or three hours or whatever doing that stuff, but it's all got to be in balance. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Yeah, Yeah. well, I would think it's just common sense, right? So so in one way, like he was a workaholic, but unfortunately it wasn't focused on his job. Yes, His actual paying job. Exactly. But you know what? I'm sure that forced him to go in the office late and do all those other things. Which, remember, by doing that, if I had done that and forced me to go in the office, now I'm not relaxed and I'm tired and now I'm not producing good work. Right. So it's almost the less I worked, the better my Mm -hmm. work, which is in total contrast of what many leaders would think should happen. I want to see in there. Now, you want to see the best possible work I can do. That's what you want to see. Right. You know, a lot of companies love that FaceTime, and the more FaceTime you put in there, the more they love it. Oh, and, no, they you know, love that. And, and they, and, you but, know, uh, but the world's they changing. Love, I know. I, and know, I think it's fabulous. I think, I think it, it, is it needs too. to change. I think they, yeah. you know, everybody complains about all these new generations. I think they're smarter than we were. Jesus Christ. Oh, me too. You know, and they, there's this new saying called quietly quitting or something like that. I, 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 I can't really understand it but you know they're saying oh they don't do their job no what they're doing is they're doing their job to what they're getting paid for and if you say you're going to take on x amount more work then they want to get paid for it which well, i believe I, I, you know what i i, I don't you know, know if i totally agree because i know mine is work-life balance it's more of the, i think mine would take the time than the money okay you but, know what i mean but, yeah but think of how many times took on or asked people to take on, you know, somebody quits, so you, you take on their job and they just end up with it, but they don't get paid more. They're getting, right, they're right. working harder. And these kids are saying, no, hold on. That's not what I was hired for. Oh, no, I if agree. I, to, I would never have had yeah. that expectation for anybody. I mean, short term, if you're in an emergency situation, then yeah. yeah but no. Well, that's different. Yeah. But that goes yeah. back to trust and respect and doing the right things for your, for your team, right? In regards yeah. to what HR but, or whatever might tell you. Anyway, go on. Yeah, no, so I was just going to end it off. So let's talk about some takeaways maybe. I mean, you know, you got to find the balance between work and life. And you've got to get past that illusion that this working long hours and nose to the grindstone has really any benefit. It does not. It's just a fool's game. You need to get efficient. You get the right perspective. So accomplishing your objectives, being productive, efficient, that's really the trick. That's what you've got to be. And getting that time to relax and, and take some time and have fun generates creativity, generates new ideas, generates solutions. And that's the type of thing you have to do. So those are the things you and I need to get focused on. Spreading the workload, delegating to right. a team, 
really is the magic of the team, right? It's, it's getting everybody involved at the right level. Everybody knows that's really the magic that makes things happen. Exactly. It's not locked away in your office doing spreadsheets. And if you spread it out evenly and everybody works as hard as everybody else, nobody has to be at the office after five o'clock. Right on. We can all go home. That's what we should all shoot for. All right. Well, I guess we've done it then. Thanks for joining us today and listening to another episode of The Atypical Leader. If you haven't already done so, like, share, and follow me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. By liking and sharing, you will help other atypicals find all of us. So we can all start to leverage the stories, strategies, and strengths of what make us all unique. Keep listening and remember, take charge and push away those self-doubts. Leverage what we're talking about. Be confident in who you are and proud of what makes you unique. So join me, Rick Brennan, and my co-host, Judy Sims, on the next episode of The Atypical Leader. And don't forget to get your copy of the book, The Atypical Leader, Harnessing the Power of Neurodiversity, on Amazon. To learn more about us, leadership, and neurodiversity, please go to our website, atypicalleader.com. Thanks for listening. Let's do it again next week.